Kelly is a sparsely populated area in the state of Kentucky, approximately 120 miles southwest of the city of Louisville. Today it has a population of just 300 people. The nearest urban area is the town of Hopkinsville, some 8 miles south on US Highway 41. August the 21st, 1955. The Sutton family lived on a plot of land in Kelly, in an unpainted three-room house. The house had almost no utilities, lacking running water, a TV, or indeed even a radio. Notably, the house didn't even have a telephone line. What this meant was that the house, surrounded by thick woods, was incredibly isolated. This may sound unfathomable by modern standards, but in a rural area in 1955, this wasn't uncommon. The Suttons were a large family, and on the farm that night was 50-year-old Glennie and five of her children. The three younger children were aged between 7 and 12 years old, the two older sons were there with their respective wives, one of whom's brother was also at the house. Visiting the farm was 21-year-old Billy Ray Taylor and his 18-year-old wife. Taylor was a friend of one of the older Sutton sons, nicknamed Lucky. Taylor and his wife had traveled to the farm from Pennsylvania for the visit. This all made for a total of 11 people on the farm that August night, 8 adults and 3 children. According to several of those who knew her personally, Glennie ran an incredibly strict house, forbidding alcohol and even profane language on her property. This would be of great relevance after the events that transpired that night. Normally, the night would have been as uneventful and peaceful as any other in rural Kentucky. But when Billy Ray Taylor stepped out to collect water from a well at the back of the property, the drama that followed would go down as one of the most bizarre and inexplicable stories on record, making the remote area the subject of urban legend for decades to come. As Taylor drew water, he noticed something peculiar in the night sky, a bright streak of light. Watching intensely, what he saw next was scarcely believable. An object was hovering above the farm. It appeared silvery and was emitting an exhaust with a rainbow spectrum of colors. It was moving in silence, smoothly floating over the house and then abruptly dropping out of sight from Taylor. Understandably, Taylor was perplexed by what he'd seen and he rushed inside to tell the others. Equally understandably, the others in the group were highly skeptical of his claim and laughed him off assuming that his so-called UFO sighting was likely an overreaction or misinterpretation of something far more mundane. The group then went about their night unremarkably. But that only lasted for about an hour. Then, some of the farm dogs began to bark. This was hardly unusual as dogs on rural land might bark for any number of reasons. But when the barking persisted, the adults decided to investigate. After all, being as isolated as they were, they were aware that if someone or something was lurking around the property, they'd best deal with it before the problem got out of hand. Lucky Sutton and Billy J. Taylor opened the back door of the house and ventured outside. To their disbelief, they found themselves staring at a small creature, roughly three and a half feet tall, surrounded by a strange glow that radiated in the darkness. The creature had an oversized head and arms that were disproportionately long, almost reaching the ground. Its hands appeared to have talons, while its eyes glowed yellow. Perhaps most disturbingly, 
its entire body seemed to shimmer, as though it was somehow infused with metal of some kind. The two men, who were well familiar with the sort of wildlife one might encounter on a remote farm, were utterly terrified. They raced back into the safety of the house and retrieved two guns, a 20-gauge shotgun and 22 caliber rifle. These weren't unusually powerful weapons, but could easily handle home defense tasks and dealing with small wildlife. The two men fired at the creature. To their horror, it appeared unscathed. For a moment it was seen raising its hands, almost as though it understood that it was under threat and wished to surrender. But then it rapidly flipped, before disappearing up into the trees. The two men were stunned by what they had witnessed. The creature should have been blown to smithereens by the gunfire, yet it had simply disappeared in front of their eyes, with a series of movements that appeared to defy physics. The men once again retreated into the safety of the house, all doubt of Taylor's story now erased. But it wasn't long before another creature was spotted, this time lurking outside a window. The window was covered with a screen, and they again opened fire. Helplessly, they watched as the creature reacted exactly as it had done before, flipping backward and then disappearing, otherwise unharmed by bullets. Glenny Sutton then witnessed another creature approaching the door. She too claimed that it had an oversized head and shimmered as though it were made of metal. Billy Ray Taylor decided to step outside, thinking he would be sheltered by the overhanging roof above the door. But when he did, the others were horrified to see a small, clawed hand reaching down and touching his hair. Screaming with terror, they yanked him back into the house. Meanwhile, Taylor fired in the direction that the hand had been seen, and then fired again at yet another creature that was seen in the trees. The creature in the trees responded differently to the others. Rather than performing the backward flip they'd seen the other creatures doing, this one floated silently to the ground, and then appeared to scurry into the inky blackness of the woods. The Suttons chose to hunker down inside the house. After all, it was obvious that they had no effective way of getting rid of these ominous creatures. For the next several hours, they heard the terrifying sounds of the creatures scratching on the roof of the house, strongly suggesting that they were trying to get inside. Eventually, after a period of silence, the entire group ran out of the house piled into a couple of cars and fled the farm. They sped to the town of Hopkinsville and parked outside the police station. There, the officers on duty were astonished at the sight of all 11 people apparently scared out of their wits and relating the same improbable story. One of the men was apparently presenting with a pulse of 140 beats per minute, a strong indicator that he was having an exerting experience of some sort. The local police chief took the complaint seriously and called for backup. Upon arriving at the Sutton farm, the local police were joined by the state police as well as military police from the nearby US Army's Fort Campbell. Sure enough, they found a house that was riddled with bullet holes and dozens of empty casings. Clearly, these people had seen fit to respond with copious gunfire to whatever they had been fighting off. But the creatures had seemingly melted away and were nowhere to be found. The police scoured the house and the land and saw no sign of the mystery beings. They also saw no sign of alcohol consumption on the property. After spending a few hours on the farm looking for any relevant evidence, the police left. But to the family's horror, the creatures returned at 
2.30 a.m. and continue to harass them until sunrise. They repeatedly appeared outside the windows of the house, the silhouette of their clawed hands visible on the window screens. Their airy glow could be seen in the darkness, informing the occupants of the house that the creatures were out there. The story was reported in several different news publications of the day. Some exaggerated the story and incorrectly reported the creatures as being green in color, rather than metallic. Others speculated that perhaps the group had witnessed a certain species of owl, or that the flying object Taylor saw was really just a meteor shower. But despite nearly seven decades of speculation, there's never been a conclusive explanation for what happened that night on the Sutton farm.